0: The 580 Show. Let's go. The 580 Show. Let's go. The 580 Show. All right. So, episode 107 of the 580 Show. And I'm joined once again by my friend and 90KG world champion, CJ Pierce. What's up, buddy? what's up i'm so glad you had me back on josh this is gonna be a lot of fun controversial topic that i didn't even realize was controversial <laughs> right right so that's what i was gonna say so yesterday and you can elaborate on a little bit but uh you posted a question to your story that i thought was interesting i messaged you kind of early on because i saw people just clapping back at you right away uh and i figured to have you on let's discuss it um the question that you put up was 24 hour versus two hour weigh-in for strongman and asking people if they would prefer two-hour weigh-ins, and kind of just took off, right? Yeah, I mean, so what's funny
1: is it got spurred from another conversation that I had with uh, with a friend of mine. He was asking me about my weight cuts and what I thought about weight cuts, and he's he's not you know a high-level performer yet. I have all all the confidence in the world if he's listening that he will be someday, but right now he's not. So I told him just not to cut weight; it's not worth it. You know, then he asked me what my uh, what my thoughts were on the safety of the 24-hour weigh-in versus the two-hour weigh-in. It got my wheels kind of turning. Um, and so then I started talking to some Olympic lifting friends who, of course, are two-hour weigh-ins, and they have these very strong opinions. So I figured, okay, let's post it. Let's see what people think. I ended up getting about 270 votes um, and, gosh, at least 100 comments.
0: Yeah. It seems like, like from... Just from people who are involved in two-hour weigh-ins, like we have a guy at our gym who's like a big USAPL lifter, like a purist powerlifter, and two-hour weigh-ins, strict, like it's hard for them to wrap their brains around that we do 24-hour weigh-ins. So I think it's super interesting. And it's, it's like – um it's always kind of how you were said you were talking with your buddy who's just kind of new and not um, a high level yet. It's always hard to explain to someone not directly involved in strongman or or just getting into it that like I'm a 175 competitor, but I walk around like 185 or higher. And I'm sure it's the same with you. Like just I'm talking even just like family, you know. And like you start describing at the Thanksgiving table, like you know I'm 195 right now, but in two weeks I'm going to be 175. I'm like, well, how do you do that? You know, like. It's... Yeah, you
1: know, so I, I
0: met a guy at the gym this week, and he's a he's a power lifter, but he's he's USAPL,
1: so you know, once again, purist, right? Right. Um, and he was talking to me. He's like, "Yeah, what well, weight class you competed?" I told him you 90 He's like, "Dude, you look, look way thicker. I mean, this is the nicest way possible than a 198 lifter." Right. So of course, you know, I'm like you. I walk around at about 220, mm-hmm. and I cut down to about 198. So I explained to him you know the cutting process, and his first response to me was, "That sounds psychotic."
0: <laughs> it re- you know you know how many times i've like been in like my epsom salt bath like before or like a sauna when i previously did that method and i'm like i'm like with a couple guys or i'm like text my buddies i'm like think about how silly this week is that we do leading up to a strongman comp like we're dehydrating ourselves to step on a scale and then rehydrate to do manual labor you know what i mean oh, like-
1: yeah no, things with me at Clash. You know, I uh, I went into um, I, I was like two pounds over. Still, I flew in the night before, so I had I had parent teacher conferences that night. So I was I flew in on a red eye, got to Florida, st- two pounds overweight. So I went to Jim Mitchell's room, who I would never met before. Uh, he competed at Clash as well, and he let me use his uh, his tent. son. I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, damn, yeah, no one else thinks this is sane except for us.
0: You're right, it's no one. I've I've made good friends, like, in the sport just through water cutting. Like, I had to use – my scale went out. I had to use Nick Hines' scale at Class Jersey last year to weigh in, um, and that's how I met Nick for the first time ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny just the bonding experience that I guess more just strongmen have because we all kind of do these extreme 20 Yeah,
1: trauma bond, right? Trauma bond.
0: Yeah, right, right. Well, I (laughs) – I kind of want to just jump right into it. And I think there's there's a lot of pros and cons. And I think even some of the pros are cons and some of the cons are pros, depending on what side of the argument you're on. As I started to take notes for this episode, I realized like, you can kind of argue it either way very clearly, you know? And um, I think the number one topic to talk about is safety, right? That's always, I think that's always the first arguing point. I'm not sure what you saw in your pool, but- People always reference this whether it's for or against 24 hours. You know, people um say two hours is safer because people won't do cut as as much. And then some people say um, you know, 24 are safer because you have more time to rehydrate, you know, refuel, recharge. And they say, you know, two hours are more dangerous because they're gonna do it at these extreme cuts anyway. So it's like it's both sides of the argument, you know. And yeah. I don't yeah,
1: know. you know, it's, it, it's really interesting. This is, it's it sad to me too. I can definitely see the side that is arguing that the two hour weigh-in is not very safe because guys will still cut weight. I was a power lifter too. I competed USAPL before I was a strong man. And I'll never forget the first competition I, I did. It was a two hour weigh-in. There is some guy that came out of the bathroom in trash bags bragging about how he had cut 15 pounds in the past day. He went and weighed in, tried to get rehydrated. And he ended up um he ended up getting um super, super, super sick during the competition. Super oh. sick. So I can definitely see outside because you, you're you're kind of relying on the common sense of people to say, ooh, you know, I can't do more than, you know, a three percent weight cut with two hours of a weigh. Right.
0: And, right. And is
1: that something that we can really rely on that I- common sense?
0: Being being involved in strength sports the last like 10 years it's like common sense is not one thing i would rely on with our group of people guys and girls you know no offense to our groups but i feel like people are still going to try those like extreme like eight to ten percent cuts but i don't know i i you know i don't know how it would end up um but yeah, I, and I'm sure people still do it for two hour powerlifting meets. You still have probably one or two guys and girls that do it. And then, same exact story that you said, you know. So I don't yeah, know.
1: Super I, and yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as like a, I, I've ran meets myself, and people say, well, you know, you need to um, monitor your athletes, like the people checking in, make sure no one, and I really do try to do my best. Like, I've had someone last summer try to weigh in and it got to a point where this individual tried to weigh in, couldn't make it, tried to weigh in, couldn't make it. You know, and we're at like six or seven tries on the scale and to a point where now like the seventh or eighth time this individual's coming down, they're kind of not all there. You know, their legs aren't even all the way under them. You're not going to feel great doing a water cut, but you need to be somewhat. And that was just like, you know, man, you know, this might not be worth it talk to the person and they just ended up going up a class. So I do my best, but what are you going to do it? Like if there were two hour weigh-ins at nationals, you know, and you got like, say USS nationals, they got a thousand people checking in, you know, you're not going to be able to vet that, you know, it's not a 25 lifter competition. So
1: no. And yeah, I think, I think this argument comes down to, you know, the two models of thinking there's people who are Darwinists in this world, right? There's people who, believe in that natural selection kind of thinking where oh okay you're dumb enough to try to cut you know 10 of your body weight for two hour weigh-in face the consequences and learn and then you have more of the nurturer side who is more of okay let's protect people from themselves and give them a 24-hour weigh-in so they can still do the big cut but have it be safer so right. it's interesting to see kind of the two models of thinking it's almost it's almost like a political you know a political argument you know are you a darwinist or are you a nurturer which one you
0: know right uh and i didn't realize until you posted it like how debated of a of a topic it would be and how like we can we'll talk about a little bit more but like how strong opinionated people are on wanting to change it to two hour ways
1: yes yes and to the to the 10 or so people who sent me really fired up messages you may have misread me. I was not arguing for two-hour weigh-ins. I was just genuinely curious. <laughs> I respect your opinions. I apologize if you took it some other way.
0: Yeah. Uh I've always just a little side note too like I've always in the back of my mind cuz you hear these horror stories about boxing or UFC where someone tries to cut too much weight and they get really sick or and hospitalized or even, you know, further like fatality, you know, like level injuries um when it comes to cutting weight and being dehydrated i've just always been so thankful that i've never heard a story come from that from strong man and strong woman like but you know as 24 hours weigh-ins progress that's something i just think um i'm not i'm not uh certainly don't want two-hour weigh-ins myself as a competitor now that I sit heavier, I can see a time where I did want them at some point when I cl- sat closer to 175, but I do think there needs to be like safety measures in place, but it's hard when you are in a sport like us, it's purely hobby, you know, at almost yeah, sure. 99% of the time.
1: For sure. And you know, I can, I can count on what, like, you know, one hand, how many really bad, bad things I've seen from weight cuts in strongman. Um, you know, I had a buddy who tried to cut a pretty, uh, pretty significant cut to 198 and he ended up hospitalized. Really? Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty severe. Some, um, organ issues. Wow. Um, so, you know, it just, it goes to show, you know, how much, how far are you willing to push your body? I think some people have a higher pain threshold than I do because I've had cuts right midway through. I've just gone, you know what? I'm going to be a two thirty one for this one. I'm not doing this. So I think, I think it just depends on the person though. You know, some yeah. guys are willing to push themselves to that point.
0: Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, and the next thing i guess that i saw and and you touch up we'll touch on other stuff that you you saw and heard but i'm just kind of taking notes from an outside perspective but um people say and they're arguing both sides of this there'll be a substantial change in numbers because guys who are competing at 80 90 105 will be a lot closer to those classes now you know for example you know i the average 175 or 80 kilo may only be 180 now when the competitive guys are 190 to 200 range all of them um same with your class the 90s you know i'd say the competitive guys are what probably 220 220 yeah there's only one
1: competitor well i think of like world records for example yeah. from the United class i have no clue what rob ward sits at you know obviously he has a log press record i have no clue what he sits at for me, when I broke the axle Press world record, I was around 213 pounds. Wow. Um, so that's not that's not possible in a two hour cut. However, uh Nikolai Myers for a circus dumbbell record was about 206. Yeah. So that's a little more plausible. So I, I do see though, I the general trend though of the world records they would definitely go down. That's yeah. for sure. You know?
0: And then I saw actually someone um take the opposition to that and say that numbers would increase because uh, less weight cuts will actually relate to better performances. So yeah, like you might not have as many people, you may have people from the nineties now in the 105s, but those people are gonna be fully fed. Like a fully fed CJ Pierce with no uh water cut may come into the 231s and hit a 440 axle now. You know what I mean? So that was uh that was one side I saw someone take.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I do think there's some merit to that because I'll tell you, you know, this year especially when I did that major cut for Clash, I feel like I performed better at the record-breaker competition I did at 213 pounds as a presser than I did weighing 220 for Clash and cutting down. So I do think there is some merit to a lesser cut being beneficial for performance.
0: Yeah. I do think, though, if I had to take a side on this argument, I do think that records would definitely go down and numbers would take a hit just because – you don't have 200 guys competing as 80 kilo guys and you don't have no. like you basically like it's crazy to think about it but we have 90s that compete as 80s hundreds that compete as 90s and 120s compete as 105s one you know 115s compete as 105s I'm speaking in kilos obviously but you know what I mean like it's crazy because if I couldn't cut I'm a 200 guy instantly without that I'm 220
1: yeah dieting. I'm a 220, yeah, I'm, I'm 220. right away
0: yeah, and like for example, the producer of this podcast, Dante, right? He competes at two thirty one, and he walks around two two fifties, two sixty. So Jeez. you know, Ooh. yeah, you that, know, that's a big
1: one.
0: Yeah, and it's like I remember the first time I met Nick Camby, and I mean he's uh, going to heavyweight now allegedly, and but I remember the first time I met him was in Jer- Jersey Clash last year, just passing by. I'm like, this dude's huge.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's like. like- Like, I'm not small, but he was like two of me's stacked next to each other and then some.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, so I do think if I had to take a side on that, I would say records and overall numbers would be decreased in Strongman.
1: You know, and I'm really curious. um, Just because we have some of these international studs now. You have Emmanuel as a 105 that just broke the log record. And I've read that he sits closer to like 240. They does like 250. So I, I was just thinking, I was like, man, that's really impressive that this guy sits so close to his weight class in comparison to the other dudes. Yeah. And he's out there breaking world records at the log press.
0: Right. No. I would be I would be curious where Ben Donan Donan sits because he's just taken over our class, obviously, this last year. Um, and he's made weight for like four shows in the last less than six months. So he's making weight like he so he made weight for class, which he won. He made class. Yeah. He made weight for OSG, which he won. He set the under 80 kilo deadlift record. So assuming that he weighed in um, and he just set the circus dumbbell record for 80 kilo. So that's just on the just off the top of my head. I'm counting four times he's weighed in in the last, you know. Yeah five which,
1: which is insane i would i would gander you know, josh of course i'm speculating right, when right. I, look at him, I think he's around 187 or 188 i think he sits a little lower than the other guys
0: that's would, that's I impressive if true yeah. that's impressive i mean he just yeah. hit a 105 circus weighed in that's crazy. his
1: his his body type reminds me a lot of nick gannon who's that nick gannon nick just super you know super stacked okay a little leaner, kind of more narrow shoulders, but just jacked all like all over. You know, and Ben reminds me a lot of that mold.
0: Yeah, I've never, I've never met uh, Ben Donnan in person, but obviously he has just completely this last year redefined our class. The world record deadlift for our class, I think la- going into this year was like seven fifteen, and oh, yeah. he just pulled seven ninety five, and it's like. Man, and he just pressed a 105. I saw, and I don't know if this is true, but I saw it in a post on Instagram. But I saw his circus broke every weight class's circus in France.
1: Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a 231 circus dumbbell is absurd. Like, that's a great circus. I don't know if I'm pressing 231 right now. Right. You know, so like that's a great circus dumbbell press.
0: Yeah, he's he's a stud. But yeah, I mean, would he but like then he obviously like to go back to our what we're talking about he goes to 90 next so you know what i mean like what is the, what is the deadlift record for your class do you know it off the top of your head oh gavin uh gavin
1: uh mcnamee just broke it i want to say it's mid-eight
0: mid-eight so yeah
1: yeah I mean, which is a, which is a pretty nice jump you know that's that i, I feel like that's uh from u80 u90 that's a proportional I, jump
0: i think so too what's the 105 do we know oh gosh it, is its it still Luke Davies? Is he still have it at nine something? I don't know. I don't I would I would I would said I was gonna be shocked if it's not in the nines, right?
1: Yeah, I am almost positive it's in the nines. I think soon it is a nine hundred pound pole.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah, that makes sense jump wise, you know, like high sevens, mid eights, nine for one oh fives, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. But you know, back yeah, back to the topic like you said, you know, I, I think those numbers would go down. I, um I- yeah although i think you know in our weight class i think if ben donan jumped to a u90 weight you know weighed about 201 202 and did a two-hour water cut i think he still breaks a lot of world records
0: i think so too i think so too that's the other side of the argument i and i agree with that um it i just it's funny because from my point of view like trying to do a cut and I'm, I'm sure you can do this. You can think about it the same way. And then thinking about competing two hours later is miserable. You know, yeah. like oh, two yeah, hours yeah. later, like you're just getting your IV, you're getting done with your IV and you're sitting there and you're going to just eat and sleep and go for little walks yeah. for the rest of the, you know, the next 20 hours. And uh, thinking about competing on a two-hour way and with cutting weight at all would be absolutely miserable to me. I would not yeah, try
1: to- I, I- wholeheartedly agree like 110%. Um, you know, I think, I think once again, though, that's the argument against the two hour weigh-in and right. the other really good argument that I saw that I agree with, especially at local shows, you're asking for a two hour weigh-in on what's already a show going till 7 PM.
0: That was you my know? next bullet point. Yeah. I, so that was I, literally,
1: I was like, how do you argue against that? You know?
0: Yeah. And well, you know what though I've seen, is people don't offer promoters don't offer day before weigh ins because, and it almost seems, and I don't want to say that they are lazy, but it almost seems like it may be lazy behavior because they don't want to w- be there at the gym or facility the whole day prior. And I mean, I know for me, if we're talking logistically, I love having athletes weigh in the day before. If you've yeah. ever, Anyone who's listening to this that's ever ran a competition or been involved in running a competition, if your competition starts at 10 a.m., right, which they mo- most of them do, right, um, that eight to nine hour is one of the most hectic parts of your day because you have the last like 15 to 20 people that either didn't weigh in or don't have to weigh in because they're super heavies or whatever, and just having a fifth of the competition weighing in that hour. I can't imagine doing it the day of with, if you have an 80 person comp, checking in all 80 people in that two hour, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, the competitions I've ran, I've ran to the same issue where, you know, I've asked, hey guys, please make sure you weigh in the day before. Please make sure you weigh in the day before. And then of course they got 15 guys who roll in, you know, it's nine o'clock. You have the rules being in 20 minutes. So like, hey, where can I weigh in? you're just like,
0: yeah. oh, you know? Yeah, it sucks. It sucks yeah. and uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I so I'm definitely for it as a promoter 24 because it just allows you to in my opinion run a better contest. Um it, yeah, uh, yeah, I I just think also it's like if me and you are weighing in, right? It, you're going to want to weigh in right at 8. I'm going to want to re- weigh in right at 8 cuz we're both freaking hungry and Oh yeah. Like, we both want to drink our water and get ready for the comp, So it's like you're going to have 95, 90% of the con- com- competitors wanting to weigh in at the exact same time. People are going to be getting there. Like you said, it's already a long day. Say the show is going to go 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You're going you're gonna to have people showing up at literally 6.30 in the morning to try to be the first person in line.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that would be me, 100%. I would be there yeah. at 6.30 waiting
0: and – Me Yeah, me too. I would literally do that. I mean, I've weighed in. I've had shows. I've done like three or four contests that were not 24, but they weren't two either. They were like 12-hour weigh-ins like the night before. And those still suck um, because you don't have as much time, but they're obviously a lot better than two hours. But You know, Josh, what's
1: funny, I I think you're reading my mind because I was going to bring up the idea of a 12-hour weigh-in because I had a guy message me and said, why does it have to be two hours? Why can't it be like 12 hours? Yeah. And I was like, oh. Okay, that's another good point. I should add an option to my poll. Yeah, Yo, what do you think about twelve-hour waves?
0: You yeah. know, it just shows us meatheads. We're like, no, it has to either be the most extreme here or the most extreme here. We can't just like find twelve hours and meat right here. There
1: can be no in between. It's got to yeah. be one or the other.
0: It's a, it's a good idea. And okay, so this has actually said something to me um, by someone that and it, it made it made so much sense to me and. The standard, this person's opinion was the standard should be whatever the standard is. If, okay, l- let me, let me try to word this a little bit better if it's a nationals level show or it's a world-class level show the standards for weighing in should be the same as that next show that it takes you to if you qualify so therefore say you're doing my show cj and my show qualifies you for nationals so strongman corporation nationals and strongman corporation and uss alike they both use 24-hour weigh-ins but my show is two-hour weigh-ins i disagree with that and like I, I think you should have to mirror what your, I guess, father competition would be. I don't know how to really, you know, your greater, your qualifying competition, because you're you're qualifying as a ninety, and to you're you're tr- competing to try to qualify as a ninety. So it should be the same standards, and you're going under the same federation.
1: Yeah, know? I think I think definitely, if there were any changes, any changes whatsoever, say that we switch to this twelve hour wait idea or the two hour wait idea every competition that leads to that big competition then has to mirror you know you can't have your qualifier be a 12 hour and then the big show be a 24 yeah because who's to say the results from that 12 hour wouldn't be different with a 24 hour
0: 100 percent. well like just this year uh and just this past year the qualifier i did for strongman corporation nationals was only a 12 hour weigh-in and then i go to and that sucked you know, it sucked because I'm going to nationals to try to be as competitive as possible. I know it's going to be a 24. I get, though, I do understand people, promoters, volunteers, we all have jobs. Like, we're not paying the bills on running strongman comps. And so some people work every Friday, and it's hard for people to even get off on the weekends, you know. So I do understand, hey, it's only 12-hour wanes but that's all I could offer, you know, and that's, you know. We don't live in a perfect world, and our sport doesn't have a lot of money in it. So I do understand why it does happen with some people, though. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But I kind of like the 12-hour win idea almost now. Yeah, see now, and what's funny,
1: I I wanted to bring up just another quick point from when I was reading the comments. You'd be surprised how many top 10 OSG competitors messaged me very against 24-hour wins.
0: Really? Really? I was shocked. I would say it's probably about sixty percent of wow. really high level competitors. So you're talking you were talking about world strongest man for people that don't know OSG, you guys probably hear us reference it on the show. That is world strongest man for weight class athletes. So yeah, I mean
1: I had I had left and right OSG competitors telling me I wish they would do day of weigh-ins or
0: just because they were so done with
1: cutting. Like, I mean, like, maybe it's because we're still, you know, we're only a month removed from OSG, so you still have, you know, those bad memories of cutting weight. But I had one one of my uh, friends who also, you know, competed at OSG, sent me a message. and was like, you know, dude, I am just so done with cutting. I wish that we could do away with this idea of 24-hour weigh-ins because I just want to compete where I sit.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, it was I, – I, I'm going to give credit to both of them because I don't know which one said it. But my friends, Cody Abel and Andrew Haynes, were on the pod. You're friends with them both as well. You know, you, you know, i great guys. And one of them made a great point and they said they were a firm believer that we only have so many 8% plus water cuts in our lives. Um, because we're, you're, you are legitimately dehydrating yourself and stressing out your organs a lot. And I thought that was really interesting to hear because they're both top level guys. Um, I was, you know, I thought that was very interesting for them to say, you know, and I I think it's true. Yeah. I mean, because this this
1: isn't a science that is, has, you know, a ton of history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we don't have, we probably have what, probably 15 years of data, maybe on weight cuts and extreme weight cuts from, you know, high level athletes. I'm sure boxers back in the day did weight cuts. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure wrestlers did huge weight cuts back in the day too. But at the same time, we don't have modern data from these 10% body fat, you know, b- body weight cuts. We have none. So the question is in 30 years, what will today's athletes that are cutting, let's say more than 8% six times a year, what is their outcome going to be?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, what you just said really kind of sparks something in my brain. I see it as a gym owner. I see it as a coach, as a friend, just someone that's involved in strongman. You don't realize, and this is no offense, but you don't realize how dumb some people cut. I, I should just say how unsafe or uninformed and everything people cut so wrong for oh, contests. Terribly. Terribly. <laughs> I've, I've seen people weigh in for our shows and I've been at shows. Re- and I'm talking very recently. And there's a lot of people out there that can help you with this stuff that have done it. And it really isn't that, I mean, it's mentally, I think it's more mentally draining almost ironically than it is physically. Um, And I've seen people weigh in for shows who have done, just did upwards almost 10% cut. And and they don't even have a water bottle with them. They don't have a PDLA. They don't even know where they're going, what they're going to consume. They just got on the scale and it's, mind-blowing to me and i'm also referring to the stuff that people do to get down just starving themselves like going for 5k runs in trash bags like the day before they're going to compete and every time i hear one of these new stories it's crazy it's crazy to me so yeah you know so i'm not
1: perfect i don't i don't want to sound you like like I I, I, i even said this to one of the guys who sent me a fired up message, like this is not a holier than thou post because I have done so many dumb things, including those sweat sticks, which are horrible for you. Mm. I took two of those sweat sticks, started at like 2.12, weighed in at one ninety five the next day. Yeah. about yeah. The, I mean, so I'm, I'm definitely not someone who has always done this intelligently. Now I have a coach for it, but right. you're right. There's tons of guys who do this in very unsafe ways yeah. that I think causes more damage than what we know.
0: Yeah. It's really disheartening. And I always recently, as I've learned more about water cutting and I've, uh, I've really consulted with who I think are some of the best people and most knowledgeable people in it. It's, I, I try to, I try to pay it forward and, and try to try to help people out with it and, and offer up at least my thoughts on it. Um, it just takes me back to like my old wrestling days when I wrestled in high school um back in probably when I was a when I was a sophomore and I started wrestling so we're talking like 2010 2009 2010 uh our wrestling coach was really old school and I wrestled 112 but I walked around heavier than that not m- not much heavier but he would show up to school my old wrestling coach with a ball of athletic tape uh, a roll of athletic tape he'd roll it inside out and he'd write me a a note for my teachers. He'd give me an empty five-gallon butt or a gallon jug, empty-gallon jug, inside-out athletic tape to chew on, and I would spit in a gallon jug every every day, all day, any day I had a match. And I had a school handwritten note that, I, and like, dude, you're, I'm like, you know, 16, you know, you're, you're going through times where you you want girls to like you and stuff like that in school. And I'm walking around with a gallon jug of my own freaking loogies in it and a ball of tape in my mouth. And I'm sure that probably wasn't the best way for me to cut weight, you know. So it takes me back to those days when I hear some of these stories. So, Josh, yeah,
1: you must be reading my mind. I was about to bring up this point next. One of my friends, one of my, one of my best friends, he comments on the post, uh, he actually coaches wrestling. And so he commented, "What kind of like what kind of message are you sending to younger athletes when you
0: post these crazy weight cuts?" It's true. It's true. I, yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So I coach wrestling, uh, strength and conditioning. I coach. uh I actually have a a handful of wrestlers that I coach at our gym, and so Pennsylvania is the number one wrestling state. So we we're really competitive here. And one thing that I I really like to see. Um, Recently, I don't know what year they did it, but it's it's recently here. They put serious restrictions, and I'm. You'll have to ask your buddy because I'm curious, but they've put serious restrictions on water cutting for the kids. See, um, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it, it's very good because, dude. I, I mean, it's hard to trust a 14 to 18 year old kid to water cut. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. and that frontal lobe is not developed. It's not. Right. Yeah,
0: and nor do nor would you really want them to, but no. Like, I mean, for example, I got a kid that wrestles, wanted to wrestle 179 and they do hydration tests. Now they do, um, they do, uh, body weight tests very regularly to make sure how much you're allowed to cut. And they actually, um, after Christmas, you get two pounds added to your allowance because like the holidays, everything like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, but like I had a kid that's 179 weighed in at like 180 Point eight or something, and he actually wasn't allowed to cut to one seventy nine. They bumped him up to one eighty nine, I and mean, so we're talking like a pound and a half. Yeah, yeah. So I I really like that on the kid's side. You know, on the kid side, I do understand what your buddy's saying though. Like, you know, yeah, you people- got you you know, and why it made me reflect because I had I get all sorts of
1: followers. I get trolls. I get you know I get kids who are curious about strong man. Uh, and I had a 17-year-old doing his first powerlifting meet Asked me how he could lose 20 pounds in three days
0: You're like, dude, you don't
1: I'm like, dude, you don't You don't, yeah, you, yeah. You don't do And so I went on this long tangent with him About like how how he's growing You know, what reasons there are to ever cut weight How he's a young athlete He's, you know, squatting 315 He's deadlifting 405 He's benching 225 There is no reason for him to cut any weight Right. So I go on this long thing with him and i tell him i was like have you asked your coach about cutting he tells me no i'm like okay so that's the first guy you ask." so then he messaged me back he's like okay my coach said the same thing you did i was like yep there is you should not cut right you know like i even with my adult athletes some of these guys that i coach you know they'll ask me you know should i cut 15 pounds i tell them no like why why would you cut 15 pounds you know what's the purpose
0: right <laughs> It makes me think about it too and psychologically like just in strength sports now there's a lot of records and I'm if you're listening I'm putting up the quotations and I'm not talking like CJ Pierce records I'm not talking Ben Donan records I'm talking powerlifting has 100 federations now um strongman has all these state records now and that's cool to have something to strive for but you do have to think And I I try to tell people you're going for a subcategory record in a state, in a federation that has never even contested those. And you're cutting 25 pounds to break this record when you could deadlift 50 pounds more if you just wouldn't ruin it by trying to cut for it and everything like that. It's. It's a lot it's it's a it's, lot to try lot. to convince people to that you never want to shit on someone and say the record doesn't matter because what who am I to tell someone that their goal for a strength sport doesn't matter but you know what I mean it's
1: yeah it's and I'm gonna kind of go back to what Andrew and Cody were talking about you only have so many of these eight percent body weight cuts that you can do within your career. Do you want to waste one early on trying to go after a state record, or do you want to hold on to later when you're more competitive, maybe going for national records?
0: You know. Yep so. i re- I remember the last powerlifting meet I did. I was in college, right? I just graduated college, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was one of the people we were just talking about, and I cut from nothing crazy, and it was twenty four hour weigh ins. I cut from like two oh seven to one ninety eight, and I weighed in after just starving myself, not doing it right, and I go to the local pizza place on campus and I get two big pizza burgers, stuff my face. And I don't refeed properly whatever, and I just remember how bad it messed up my stomach. And I probably left 100 pounds off my total that meat. Like legitimately, oh. like all, almost 100 pounds off my total. And it was still my best total of this date, but I expected a lot more. And I never I had 24 hours and my stomach never fully recovered. I was so sick. And I remember the light bulb going off in my head, you know, I'm like 21, 22. And I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, And that was the last time I ever did that without help from someone else and and doing a lot of research. And it's just crazy how much you can ruin stuff by doing these weight cuts. You know?
1: Yeah. You know, and and for any young athletes listening to us, you know, unless there is a reason you're kind of legitimate reason. You know, like, you believe you can win nationals that year. You believe you can contend for national record. There's no reason for you to cut weight whatsoever.
0: Yep. None. It's a, None. It's, a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow. It really is. Yeah. And, yeah. My first three strongman shows I did, I
1: didn't cut any weight. I was weighing 187. I competed 198. Yeah. You know, I, I refused to cut weight, which I think was actually really good. Um, you know, but yeah, you got to be smart. You got to save those cuts for when it matters
0: yeah i you know in one trend i see people do that are more top level guys they'll compete at nationals um osg the arnold the big shows clash at their lower weight class like the class that they are competitive in and then local shows like for you maybe like arizona strongest man or something like that maybe compete at 220 so you save that cut it's more of a local show you know what i mean uh, I, I yeah, see that I strategy a lot, what, a lot of people.
1: One of the comments, Josh, that I got was if you compete, for, if you cut late for a local show, you're a weenie. Yeah. And just, you know, yeah. yeah. Video, I was like, man, if that's not
0: true though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I did, it's nice because th- so this off season, these last like two months, I've been, I've worked with a nutritionist and I've put on a lot of weight, like 10 pounds. But before I would walk around like one eighty. Yeah. So a very easy cut to 175 for Strongman Corp. And then there's a local show that I do every year that's USS. That I would do 181 because I wouldn't have to cut. I'd weigh in in jeans, just my normal thing. So yeah, it's USS. That extra six pounds helps me out a lot. But I, but if I do another USS show, I'm going to do 200s from now on. So for sure,
1: yeah, I'm playing. I'm going to do USS Nats at 220.
0: Oh, are you this year? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's it's
1: like a sixty-dollar plane ticket. So
0: yeah. I'm doing it at 181 so I'll see you there. Yes. I want to do a I want to do both nationals in the same year and uh and yeah. See that would be fun. That's a good goal. I yeah. like that. So, um yeah, I mean what what else were you hearing, seeing? I mean, people people get you know, you can't get too mad at people getting worked up because people are passionate about strongman, right? Like we're all passionate about it. I mean, we're filming a podcast on a Friday before New Year's, like right now we like it too. But like, what were people saying to you and and what were some other like good comments that you thought you heard?
1: Yeah. So, you know, obviously besides the safety, you know, from both sides, um, the 12 hour weigh-in I thought was a great suggestion. Um, You know, another, another comment that I got was, and this was something that didn't occur to me until I did more research, weightlifting has changed their weight classes so many times. Why would changing the weight classes for strongman to um, kind of compensate for the lesser window of a weight cut? Why would that be an issue? And so then of course I start researching the weight changes through Olympic lifting history time. And there's been like 40. I I didn't even realize there has been so many weightlifting weight classes changes, you know? Um, And so that I thought was a really good comment because it just kind of counteracted everyone who said, well, you can't change records because this guy, this guy was like, well, USA Olympic lifting has changed records so many times.
0: Wow. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Me
1: neither. And until I did research until this guy pointed out to me, I was like, Oh, okay. I guess they do do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will say like, it would be disheartening if you were a s- even smaller guy trying to do strongman because I forget. I've been out of power thing for a while, but I forget what. Like, they had some pretty light classes, like, even for guys, like, you could get down as low as like 132, even maybe lighter than that if you're yeah, a guy. Yeah,
1: 132, 148, 165. I remember.
0: Real light. Yeah. But, like, if you do think about it, say you're, you know, a 150 pound guy, right? And you really love strongman and you want to compete, and your goal is to compete at nationals and OSG and, and whatever. Your closest weight class is 175. And most of us 175ers are 200 or close to damn near close to 200. So that is literally a 50 pound swing in body weight. And I get some of you guys say, suck it up, eat more. But the truth of the fact, some people are five foot two, five foot one, and they don't want to feel like crap. They want to be 150 where their body naturally sits. And I get you know, I I just think about that sometimes. I'm like, that would be kind of disheartening. Like, yeah,
1: no, I, I agree. And I, I hope that I hope eventually there is a market, especially for OSG. We're lighter guys who are like 150, maybe get weight class. Yeah. Um, right I now, agree. I just don't feel there's a market for it. There's but not. I'm hoping in a couple years. You know, maybe in a couple years there <laughs> might be. I,
0: it's funny because I've had a couple people that are outspoken to me uh, as a state chair, and they come to me, "Hey, can you tell Dion to bring back the 150s for Strongman Corp?" And I go back, I'm like, look, I can mention some to her, I can text her, whatever you guys want. You know, I'm just doing doing my fulfilling my duties in my volunteer uh seat. But if you go back and historically look at it, I think the most there's ever been for a one fifty subclass at nationals was two. Maybe yep, three. It
1: was the year I did it. Yep, it was the year I did SCP. Was that NASA? in Virginia?
0: Yeah, it was. Yep, it was in yep. Virginia. Yeah, I was there and there was two guys. Two and guys in the one hundred fifties, yep. So, you do have to remember it's a business. Um, it has to make sense. You know, we're not just going to add a one hundred and six guys class and there not be anyone in it. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, yeah, it's it yeah. And
1: I, and I, I get with the water cuts too. I get the comments of it's. It really sucks when you actually weigh one hundred and ninety eight to compete against guys who are two hundred and twenty. Yeah, I completely get because I've I have competed. You know, as a you know as weighing about two hundred and fifteen against guys who weigh two hundred and fifty. Right. Right. And I get but it's also, you know, you got to, I guess, just figure out a way to make up points where you can.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And, I mean, it would be one thing if we weren't all playing under the same rules, but we're all playing under the same rules. And for some people, it sucks. But I think as the sport continues to grow and we get more involvement and hopefully, you know, we keep bringing people in. You know, it can be a toxic group in Strongman, unfortunately. And uh, people, for some reason, want to keep people out. I want to keep bringing people in. I know you do, too. And I know 90, I'm speaking about a less than 1%, you know, yeah. but I know 99% of people want to keep the sport growing. Like you said, maybe there will be a market for a 150 at OSG and, and Strongman Corp to bring back. And USS has a 165. I mean, that's, USS does. I, I
1: found that class actually be growing.
0: The one. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, but as the sport continues to grow, I think maybe there will be a weight class shakeup when stuff makes more sense. Maybe there will be more classes added if stuff makes sense. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't know if anyone knows the story about why there's a 105 class, but
0: yeah, I know I just, Willie I actually, Wessels
1: told me the story.
0: Yeah, I just heard that story. I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, so if anyone's curious about why there's a 105 and it's on a 100-kilo class, ask Willie Wessels because it's a pretty funny story.
0: Yeah, I just was he on a podcast or he was – he was talking to someone about it
1: i don't know it was it was hilarious so I'm, I'm a huge like i will a friend of mine i think he's hilarious uh but he yeah. told me you know this the, the story i was like man that's so funny that's the way it turned out and then people just stuck to it
0: yeah yeah like we're, <laughs> like, we're like we're like speaking about it like it can't change and the way it was created was just hilarious like with no, yeah no sense in mind so i guess and this is this is off
1: our topic of water cuts so i apologize. I've always wondered, how can we make a lightweight pro class in something like Strongman Core USS? How can we do that? Because I, I think there are so many high-level 181 guys nowadays. How do we make that a pro class? Because I, I love that there's a U105 Pro. I think that's great. U105 Pro, that's a great place to have a weight class. What if you know Strongman Core made a U85 for as a pro class? And kind of push that class a little more because there are some great competitors at that lighter weight class, especially at strongman core USS. How can you make it? So those guys are a little more marketed, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And I, I have a couple arguments about that, but that just, that just, uh that just made something pop into my head. I was uh, on Instagram yesterday. I got a follower from, a uh, Canadian strongman that I'll be, I've never talked to him, but he followed me and I clicked on his profile and he was, he won nationals for strongman court Canada this year. And yeah, he was a pro strongman. And I'm like, I won nationals in the U S this year and I'm not a pro strong Yeah, like, I won, I, I'm like, I've won SC Nats twice, you know, I like, you know what, but yeah.
1: you know, I, I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: So it's you like, know? I, yeah, I get it. So, but, The only argument I have, uh, obviously I wish there was pros for our classes. Like I, I think that'd be a cool goal to achieve. And I think it needs to be done right. The only thing that I would not like is I can see myself say, I go back to nationals and it's top three, get their pro card, whatever. And I get my pro card this year. What do I do after that? Like there has to be enough. This has to be thoroughly thought out. Like when I first started, campaigning for a pro card, which I do. Let me just say, I do believe there should be for 80s, 90s. If there's a 105, I think 80s, 90s, 105s, all 10 classes in strongman corp, I think should have a pro card instead of four or five, however many there are, but there has to be a foundation laid out. So it's like, okay, CJ Pierce has got his pro card. What opportunities are available to him as a professional strongman now?
1: See, I almost wonder if you have to create an automatic qualifying system. Like, okay, you're a pro, you can come to nationals whenever you want. You're yeah. a pro, you qualify for the Arnold whenever you want. You, if you wonder, I, I mean, there's got to be simple ways to do it where it makes sense for the athletes to want to become a pro. Yeah. There, they, they, we've kind of found that without the U105s too. You know, what, do you, what does it lead to besides America's Strongest Man?
0: Right. What do
1: they get to do besides America's Strongest Man?
0: Well, what would I do if this year Dion just decided that the podium at Nationals got a pro card? What would I do now? I would yeah. just go to OSG every single year.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys either because there, there are some detractors who say, like, being a pro means, you know, nothing. It means something. No, like, I, means
0: yeah, something. I 100%. Yeah. I think, um, and I get that there's holes in the system. There's holes in any system. Evan Singleton oh, technically, sure. Evan Singleton isn't a pro strongman. Yeah.
1: No, he's not, he's not a pro strongman.
0: You know, he's yeah. But you know, you can tell him he's a pro, you can tell he's a pro strongman, right? He makes money, more money than most people do off strongman. But, but like, I just, I would just want there to be a foundation because I, if, if I have now achieved a goal and become a pro strongman, my options should be, I don't want to say greater, but at least I should have options. It shouldn't be, Hey, one weekend out of every single year, your schedule has to be clear because you have to go to Daytona Beach, Florida or wherever OSG is this year. And that's all you can do. Like, I love Strongman. We were talking about before the pod, like I love competing. I want to compete as long as I possibly can. That's my goal is to compete in Strongman as long as I possibly can. And I don't want to have one show a year, you know? Like I want to be able to, if I get a bug up my ass, I want to go do a show. Like that's how I am. Yeah. See,
1: like, cause I'm doing a show in Phoenix next month which is a, a local show, but I just, I want to do it because it looks like it has fun events.
0: Right. I That's want to be
1: able to
0: continue to do that. Right. I do Ohio Strongest Man every single year. This will be my third straight year because it's fun. Yeah. It's 40 minutes from my house. I love the dudes that run it. It's for a good cause every year. I can't do that anymore. Like, you know, I, I look at it selfishly, you know, like,
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're right. There's holes. I almost wonder if we need a separate podcast episode
0: talking about the holes. I agree. And how
1: to make a. I agree. We got we coach. got
0: off topic there, but I do say I w- I want to touch on it because you made an awesome point. I hate people. It is one of my biggest pet peeves when people say a pro card and strongman doesn't mean anything because I think I think there are a lot of people who have given up a lot, time, effort. Put it their blood, sweat, and tears into their sole goal of becoming a pro strong man or woman. And I think that they should be applauded. And it does mean a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, how, how dare you take any accomplishment away from someone? And you I mean, like, how, like, it's just, it's, you know, it, why, it doesn't impact you whatsoever. Right. And I think the effort the way to becoming a pro is insane. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't like the detracting statements either. I'm with you.
0: I think, um, I, I think maybe the foul, maybe the system has failed our pros. Uh maybe we it's hard though because at the end of the day, federations are businesses. They have to make money. And yeah. they they I'm sure that they look at it, hey, what if we did an 80 380 kg pro shows a year and 390? Okay, and then they're starting to add up the money. Well, we just paid out five hundred thousand dollars. Where's that money coming from? You yeah. know what I mean? So it has to make sense both ways, you know. You, you can't just expect free money. So I I get it on both ends, but I I really hate when people when people try to uh, tr- try to take away from people's accomplishments.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm like, like I said, I love what Willie did. Willie made a pro USS heavyweight class. I love that. And not only yeah. that, when they compete at their pro show, they got cash prizes. You
0: know. You know it's- I, I got. I got to share something on a personal note, and then we'll go back and we'll, and we'll talk a little bit more about the two-hour verse 24, but I hope this individual doesn't mind me naming them. But uh, maybe I won't. I don't know if I should name them. Maybe I will. I'll speak about it for myself. After Strongman Corporation Nationals this year, a certain 105 got their pro card. And I saw them posting that they were having like imposter syndrome because certain 105s weren't there. It's Bill Kendall. He's, a, he became a friend of mine through it. Oh, Bill's
1: great. He sent, yeah. me, he sent me a message. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great dude. And I saw him post a story, um, you know, having a little bit of imposter syndrome because he won his pro card and not every 105. Dude, I was going through that psychologically too this year because not every top guy was at Nationals. But then I told myself, you know, you can only compete against who's there. And I I think like people tend to do that and hold themselves up to a higher pedestal, but like stuff like that, you should be so proud of that accomplishment in strongman. And then I, I you know, I talked myself into it and I, I became proud of my accomplishment, but Bill said that. And it's like, wow, we really take this so serious and people reach their final goal and then they're held to this thing where they're doubting themselves and they're second guessing their accomplishments when this dude should be popping champagne bottles. He should be excited. He should be celebrated. He should be in his local newspaper. Like if I had it my way, that's how he would be celebrated. So like, I hope that everyone that's listening and everyone that's accomplished something. I mean, Hey, it's 2023. Let's t- look back at 2022 real quick. If you accomplish something in 2022 in strong man or a personal goal, you should be proud of it. Because, you know, you set that goal and you should be proud of it. Like, that's one thing I'm really working on 23. I want to be as positive as possible. I want to be as good of an influence on the sport. I don't know why your thing made me think back to that Bill Kendall comment, but, like, it's not – I remember I sent him a DM and I'm like, dude, you should be so proud of this. And I really hope he is. And I hope everyone is, you know. You can only compete against who you want. Dude, listen, if this year the Kansas City Chiefs play against the 49ers – In the Super Bowl and Pat Mahomes gets hurt and can't play in the Super Bowl, the 49ers and the 49ers win. They're still going to celebrate that Super Bowl, dude. You can only you can only you showed up, you cut weight, you paid for your travel, you've made all these sacrifices, you take off work and you competed. You can only compete against who shows up. And that's that. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I've gotten, I, I, have talked to Bill about this a little bit too, because he asked me if I ever, you know, had imposter syndrome, um, which I have, I have, I'll be very open. I've had imposter syndrome a ton. Um, you know, and I, I, I relayed the same message, you know, he should be extremely proud. I hope Bill listens because he should be very proud of his accomplishment. It's not easy to become a pro U 105. It's very difficult. Um, anyone who says otherwise is full of it, no offense, but like you, you are insane if you don't think it's hard to become a pro. Um, you know, I I had it after I won SC and when I went, I won COVID year 2020, 2021 and even clash because I had people who must be me saying, well, what do you think if so-and-so was there? Do you think you still would have won? And my message was always the same. I only compete against who's at the competition. Right. Right.
0: That's what you can do. Yeah, That's all you can do. That's all you can do. I, t- I tell people all the time that, uh, well, I'm competing against this guy, this girl at this show. It's like, what do you want to do? Besides illegally breaking their kneecaps or hurting them, you can only control yourself still. Like, I get we compete against people, but if me, if you and I go head to head, all I can do is my best and focus on my best. You're going to do your best at that show. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. I, you know, I just hope everyone in 2023 is proud of it. I shot Bill a DM and said we talked about him on the pod. I'll get his approval before it goes up, but I'm sure he'll Okay, be fine perfect,
1: or... perfect, good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I and met like his... him
0: I met yeah. him at uh Nationals this year and he approached me by saying he listened to the pod on the way here. So he seems to be a somewhat listener. So I really appreciate him and I'm glad I well, met out Bill is
1: enough. a great dude. I love messaging him. You know, he's a he's a crazy stone lifter. He yeah. is an insane stone lifter. He's got big things coming for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's you know, awesome.
1: And Josh, I'm just gonna share the way that I kind of cope with the mental aspect of competition, um, just because it's been really beneficial for my own mindset. Um, I have started uh, before competition, before prep starts, I set my own goals for the competition. And I make a vow to not look at who I'm competing against because that's that's where that toxicity comes in. That's where that negative self-talk comes in. That's when you start, you know, start doing things that when, when it's all said and done, whether you get first, second, third, last, you're not going to be proud of when you're all done. Right. I would never be proud if I went through someone's profile who I was competing against and just in my head started thinking, oh, how do I be in? How do I be in? How do I be in? Because like you said, besides taking a bat to their knees, how, well, you can't control what they're going to do.
0: Right? You know? Yeah, it's psychologically draining. It and is. remember, people only not, I don't want to say a hundred percent of the time, but people tend to only post their good stuff on Instagram. Like when you're, yeah. Like when you're, I post like my max deadlift. Like I don't post like my shit day where I worked 14 hours and you know, I barely got through my rep work. So when you're going through those competitors, email like profiles, cause you guys are still going to do it. Like, just remember that's their best. Like that's their best. And but it's probably better to just take your route and just not even do it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You know, and like I have tons of friends, you know, who I like compete against the 90 class and I always root for them to do their best because if they do their best, I'm going to have to do my best. Right. You know, And that's, that's where that positive, that positive mindset of competition comes in. If you compete against everyone at their best, that's going to force you to bring your best out too. You might not win, but you know, on that day you were at your very best and that's something that you should be proud of.
0: Right. And like you try to make it like an enemy out of people in your class. Like I've showed up to every comp I've ever showed up to. I end up being friends with everyone in my class or at least very friendly with them. You know what I mean? Maybe there's that one guy at your shows that's not going to be around in Strongman forever. He's got his headphones on and he's just a very not nice person, but 99.9% of everyone in Strongman is super nice. So it's like you're making a fake enemy out of, someone that you're going to end up being friends with. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I and mean, I just, there's no point to it. There's no point to it. Right. You know, there's, I wish I would have learned it earlier. That's for right. sure.
0: Well, what else <laughs> we got so far off topic, but oh, I think yeah, I think it's watch. a real, I think it's a really, really good conversation though. But what else did anything else before we wrap it up? Did anything else stick out to you about the 24 hour versus two hour weigh in? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i going to go ahead and release
1: the results now because okay. I I not it so we had about 260 votes, and it ended up being 51% are for two-hour weigh-ins, 49% are against.
0: That's, um, that's shocking to me, first off. That, is, that really is shocking to me. It,
1: it was it, – yeah, yeah. I mean, for me too. Um, and I guess from my mindset, now that we've talked, Josh, I am completely in the middle. And someone had sent me a message saying, why don't you have an in-the-middle option? I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, once again, fair feedback, I appreciate that. That's very fair." Right. I'm completely in the middle now because I heard so many good arguments from both sides. Right. From people I respect. You know, it's it's I I, I don't know if I vote yes or no now. I really don't know.
0: Yeah, I I want to say too like I'm not campaigning for it to get changed and there's no like legislation out in either of the federations to change it. This was just like you explained why it came up and I just thought it was a good topic. That's one thing I'm going to do this year in 23. I'm going to have more people like yourself on the pod. And I want to talk about stuff like this, that like 300 people voted in this pool. And you said you woke up to like 70 messages. Obviously people care about it. So I want to talk about topics that people want to care about in strongman. So that's why we're not lobbying for it to be changed. There's no no legislation that it's going to change. It's not going to change right now. So I just, I thought it was interesting. I don't want people to think like, I'm like, yeah, Mr. Two hour weigh in. Like, you know,
1: no, no, neither am I. That's why, that's why it cracked me up. when I got some of those fired up messages. Like guys, I promise I don't have number one. I don't have the power to change this. And number two, I promise I'm not trying to change it. I was just genuinely curious what everyone thought. Um, So the poll for me though, was very surprising because I thought it would go the other way where like 60% would say no, 40% would say yes. But instead, we end up with that 51 49. It looks like, uh, you know, it looks like a popular vote.
0: Yeah. If I, man, that's crazy. If I had a guess, like yesterday, you texted me, you're like, Josh, I'm putting up this poll. What do you think the results are going to be? I thought it'd be like 90 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it shows, though, this is more polarizing than we thought it was. Yeah. You know, well, and, yeah. Maybe there needs to be more discussion about it. you know? I, I want people to comment I want people to reply to the pod and let me know what they think um you know and just just let us know I think that's one thing that's really cool about you mentioned your buddy who's not super competitive yet but he you know hopes to be I think that's the best part about bringing people new into the sport is that you hear all these new opinions these people that are so green to the sport and some people have been around for 10 plus years and they're just grumpy and it has to be the way it's always been and some of these people that have been in for Six months have so much to add to us and can help us grow. So I'm curious what everyone has to say. So make sure you guys comment, message us, let us know what you think. Hey, Josh, I have terrible news. What's that? We got a bunch of,
1: uh, so I posted, I'm about to be on the 580 podcast. Okay. What do you want Josh and I to cover? Okay. We have a couple, of, uh, a couple of responses.
0: All right, let's rattle them off real quick. We got time.
1: Okay okay, some of these are goofy so one of them is holding helium balloons that way and acceptable <laughs> So if it's That's not it. against the rules uh, Mike I say go ahead and do it um, standardized comp weights for weight classes
0: standardized oh standardized comp weights for uh'm eh, I'm, I'm not a fan of it.
1: No I think I think it depends a lot on local versus national
0: It and would be
1: interesting it would, it be, would inter- be interesting
0: this one thing. I want to see in an online qualifier in the next year, and I'm surprised I've never seen it. Is instead of, okay, say for OSG, it's a three rep max deadlift or like a three rep max log, like it's always been, and then you weigh yours. What I would like to see is all 80s do a 545 deadlift for reps, all 90s do a 585 deadlift for reps, and then all you do is have to post your reps. Yeah. I would love a standardized weight for a specific show for three events. You know what I mean? Yeah, be,
1: that I think that's a really good idea, especially the qualifiers are getting more and more goofy. Uh, you know, like, I think, for example, I, sorry, I shouldn't say goofy, but they are just getting a little more dependent on the equipment you have. Um, you know, for example, Clash is using a farmer's carry for max distance, or not, for 50 feet. So, from my mindset, I have a pair of really, really grippy farmers that have a super high pick. And I'm going to use that for the qualifier because I'm pretty confident I can get like 380 or 390 on those versus a real you know, pair of farmers that are a little more standard where I can probably only do you know, 340,
0: 350. Right, 100%. And yeah, it, it comes down to equipment. Equipment's goofy everywhere. You're kind of rewarding someone for spending more money on something. And I, I don't want to make strongman like a rich man's game. Um, no, like
1: filling sandbags with lead shot, for example. Do we really want to, you know, because I don't have money to fill a sandbag with lead shot.
0: Right, a hundred percent. What are some of the other? Uh, what are some <laughs> of the other questions you got?
1: Uh, okay, so CJ Cross says I can't wait to be a topic. CJ, we have too much to cover. If you, we can't get on to that.
0: <laughs> he's a ninety guy now. He's yeah. Uh, he's, gonna do, he's
1: gonna do the uh, the Luke Davy show.
0: Yeah, that looks awesome. By the way, I feel bad because I had CJ on once. And I really like CJ and I had COVID and I was like, I swear we recorded like 10 45 at night. I had like the hardest week of my life and I was just like, I wasn't fully in it like mentally. So I want to really have them back on in 23.
1: Oh yeah. CJ. So CJ is my deadlift coach.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and so I, I, I love CJ. CJ is a great dude.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. So the last one we got, um, the idea of height classes instead of weight classes.
0: It sounds silly because we've never done it, but it's kind of it's kind of funny when you think about it. Think about how much like it would change everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I,
1: honestly because the first time I read it, yo, our cognitive bias, right, our cognitive dissonance is telling us that would never work, right? But in reality, it does make a lot of sense because you take away the advantage of being really tall or being really short. You know, you take away kind of those advantages that people have and Yeah, I I think I think it's really interesting. I actually think that's a very interesting idea.
0: Yeah. I'm in a favor of the way it is now because I think it all balances out. Like I think weight makes a lot more sense because if you're taller, hey, get your points on loading events. Get your points on this. If you're shorter, get your points on stuff where you can you can uh it's advantageous to weigh more because you're, you know, a thicker dude. So I yeah, think yeah. it all balances if you're, if you're, out. Yeah.
1: If you're like me and you're five, eight and you're a, you know, two twenty, just get points in the pressing, you know, right, get points right, in the right. You're chubby and short, get points in the pressing. <laughs> well, but I agree. And I, I, I want to make sure though. I, I, I want to honor this individual's opinion. I think that's a cool idea. I think it's very fascinating. So let me see if anything else came up. Let's see. Okay. So
0: I think we're good. Okay. I uh, I thought it was a great conversation. I don't know how long we ran. I think we went over an hour. I agree too. Josh, you, you and I just end up, we, we end up talking and then, you know, it just keeps going. It's, and- my dog's ready for me to take her outside. She's uh, She's a little rambunctious now, but I thought it was a fantastic conversation. Um, I want to have you on a couple times in 23. So anytime you got something controversial to post or something that's getting a lot of feedback, I'm, I'm, I'm more than uh more than happy to have you on. And I, I hope to have a lot of great people on this year and in the future. So yeah, Josh,
1: I will being be on here anytime, Josh, anytime. I well, be uh, real on.
0: quick before you go, your this is the new year's episode. What are your, uh, what are some resolutions in strongman for this year?
1: Oh, my new year's resolutions. Uh, stop getting sick so much. Although I don't know if that's possible being a third grade teacher. I, think I was, was going to say, six dude, times. you're a
0: teacher. That's like,
1: I'm even sick right now, dude. I'm like, man, I'm just always sick. So get sick less, um, be more positive about my own accomplishments and others accomplishments and avoid all the silly drama that's going on in the world. Avoid it all. And I encourage all strongman competitors to stay out of it. You are better off.
0: Hey, I, that's a, that's a great set of resolutions. So, Man, I appreciate it so much. You coming on, and and uh, I'm really, really interested what people say with the 24 hour versus two hour weigh-ins. And I also want people, if you have another topic like this that you will think like a hole in strongman or something you want added, something you think should be taken away, just let me know. We'll talk about it on here. So, oh, for sure,
1: for sure, yeah. Like, I almost feel like we could have had like a panel, you know? For sure, yeah, this is interesting. That being said, you and I did talk for about an hour and 30 minutes, so maybe a panel wouldn't work for this one. <laughs> But yeah, I love, that. I love being on
0: your job, so I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, be sure to like, share, subscribe, everything. Tell a friend to listen. And thanks again, CJ.
1: For sure, man. For sure.